1: We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630-10.
0: It is 134 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer joining you from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, and that is obviously in Florida. Oilers and the Panthers tomorrow, 2 o'clock Edmonton time on the Oilers Radio Network. That's a 1230 City Port face-off show. Same deal on Sunday. Edmonton plays the Carolina Hurricanes. This is Oilers Now, and uh, we're going to tell you that the best pizza in the city is still making it great. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza with 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. As we bring aboard the head coach of the Central Division leading uh, Edmonton Oil Kings, that's Brad Lauer. They finally get back at it. They haven't played for about a week. they got three games in the next four days. Rogers Place tickets available at oilkings.ca. Hi, Brad. How are you? I'm doing good stuff. How are you doing? Good. Now, when you traveled in the NHL, and yeah, I'm just trying to think. Was uh yeah, Florida would have been in the league then or were they Oh yeah, no, Florida was there. Yeah. Was yeah, this one of sure. your favorite stops in the tour? Well, I mean obviously I got spoiled a little bit. Uh, I've been very fortunate in my uh not my playing days, but maybe my coaching days. I've been yeah, And I'm in Tampa, but uh, the playing days, uh, one of the, the Tampa was just coming into the league. We actually played an exhibition game in the baseball stadium uh, against the Boston Bruins, and then uh, Florida came in. We ended, when I was in Pittsburgh, we ended up losing to Pittsburgh, to Florida in uh, seven games to go to the Stanley Cup Finals against Colorado. They ended up going to Colorado, but uh, know the city a little bit. We got ripped off, man. That's all there is. Now, did you ever stay in Fort Lauderdale, or did you stay in Miami, or where did you stay? We always stayed in Fort Lauderdale, right down on the beach there. Usually uh, the teams we stayed with, we were there for—we always tried. Usually that Florida trip was always tied into a little bit of a team building, uh, a few extra days to spend in the sun, especially during uh, the January and February months. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I will send out a photo after the show today from our <laughs> location today because I know there's a lot of Edmontonians dealing with the weather challenges back uh, back in Edmonton. All right, yes. Edmonton Oil Kings right now, uh, you guys are in a pretty good spot. You deserve to be in that spot. Uh, your record's 35-8-9 uh, this year. You have plus 58 goal differential. You're six points up in the Central Division. Now the other teams have caught up to you in games played after having the last week off. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you you basically got you're in strong position with 16 games left, Brad, to uh, to claim top spot in the uh, yeah. Eastern Conference. That's important for your group, isn't it? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, uh, you know, if you would ask me to start the year, I mean, our, our goal was obviously to get into the playoffs, and you know, our our kids have done a tremendous job this year of understanding what we wanted to do and buying into what we wanted to do as a group, and, 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 and they did a, they've did they done a great job. And obviously now, like you say, there's 16 games to finish it off, and we have an opportunity to do something that's uh, very special. And, you know, obviously it, it's uh, it's one of those things that's reachable and attainable for us, and it's something we want to try to accomplish. Uh, let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 different guys with 10-plus goals. That's yeah. your proverbial whack-a-mole offense, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think I think stuff we talked earlier in the year, very at the beginning of the year. But you know, we lost a lot of goals with uh, LaChiabo and Trey uh, Benjafield leaving. We we lost a lot of those those, uh, those goals, and we we, uh, we talked about how they're going to be replaced. And um, you know, being not being having a guy like Trey, but we do have a lot of good hockey players in our team, a lot of skilled players, and it had to be done by committee. And uh, what you're seeing is exactly that. Is that uh, not relying on just one guy or one line to get the job done on a night-to-night basis. It's been done by a committee, and that's a credit to our guys for for being able to, to do that. You have a 16-year-old and Dylan Gunther, the number one yeah. pick in the 2018 WHL baton draft. 20 goals, yeah. 45 points, and 46 games. I mean, that's a 16-year-old putting up those numbers. I mean, right now yeah. he's basically on pace for a 30-36. He's a this guy's a pretty special player, isn't he? Yeah, but, he, but he's he's been unbelievable, especially this since uh, since the Christmas break. He's he's really uh, upped his game. I mean, he's really playing. You know, for a 16-year-old, if you watched him on the ice, you wouldn't think he was that age. It's just, just the way he's been able to, one, the way he shoots the puck is tremendous. Uh, two, the way he's been able to make plays under pressure, to find guys in the open to make those passes. And then three, I think that I don't think people talk enough about is it. just the way he has to be able to skate through traffic and, and with the puck. And, and uh, it's just tremendous the way he has made the gains as the years went along, as the years gone along for us. You know, it's interesting to me. Uh, is that so much focus was on the on, on Matthew Lavoie, Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. right now, Dylan, like you put up those kind of numbers as a 16-year-old. Generally speaking, it transfers into a stone-cold mortal walk as a top five or six overall pick the next year. And, uh, mm-hmm. is, is this guy maybe exceeded the expectations of the people out there? Well, I, I, you know what? I think I think the biggest thing at the start of the year, is as a, as a management group and a staff, I mean, obviously he came to us last year. He played a handful of games and had some success. And you know, at the beginning of the year, we we did, we wanted just to kind of control his minutes and situational play on the ice as uh, five, five on five and um he, he took off uh exceeding the you know exceeding that, that that those type of minutes and you know we bumped him up to the first and second line and um I mean he's making plays and doing things like I said that uh, some 18 19 year olds are, are, are doing and, and even some 20 year olds are I mean uh just just like I say, some of this, the stuff he's able to do, I mean, he shoots the puck like as good as any 20-year-old in our league. and um, He just has that knack and hockey sense and intelligence that that is just uh, above a lot of other players. And he, he has, in my opinion, he has, uh, I don't know if he's exceeded because I think we've always known he has a lot of ability, but uh, he sure is playing very well for us right now, and he's, he's a big part of our, our offense right now. Regina tonight, Medicine Hat tomorrow yeah. night, left Bridge on Family Day at uh, Rogers Place. Tickets available, oilkicks.ca. Our guest is Brad Lauer. Brad, Jake Neighbors, he yes. too, and now he's played a lot with Gunther here and, and Satchik of late, but he yeah. too has got, got it going as well for you. No, uh, Jake's really t- turned it up here the last half of the season. You know, since just before Christmas, he, he got dialed in here. Um, I think at the beginning of the year, um, a lot of guys, like yeah, like any other um, 17-year-old, you know, think you got to put up numbers and, and, and score goals and stuff like that. And I think uh, at the beginning of the year, what we were finding with Jake is that he was just trying to to get points and, uh, the wrong way. And, you know, we talked to him and we... You know, through video and just watching his game, and 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 understanding the way he needs to play to have get those points, um, he really became that power forward that we believe he can be, and then believe and then at the, net, the next level. And when he does that, he's very effective uh, five on five and on the power play. And and since he's done that to his game and brought that to his game the last uh, half of the year, he's he's really uh, taken his game to the next level. Uh- Kurt went out and grabbed Beck Warm from Tri-City to uh, support Sebastian Cosa. Cosa's 19-3-3, and Warm is 6-1-1. Both guys above 9 15 you must have an immense amount of confidence in your goaltending options. Well, I mean, obviously, but last year we needed two goalies going in the playoffs. And I I, and I don't, I really believe, I mean, in the NHL, you need those two guys to, to support one another going in the playoffs and down the stretch. And I think our league is no different. I mean, you can ride one guy for a little bit of time, but I think at the end of the day you still need that guy that can give you a relief some minutes. And, I mean, Coase uh, Coast has had a tremendous year for us. Obviously, we fast-tracked him in the month of November. Uh, he took over the number one position and, and he was very very good for us but uh, as a group and a staff, we thought, you know, as the season was going to go on, it gets tougher and tougher. And we didn't want to put too many of those uh, those games, those crucial minutes on, on him uh, through the whole season just yet. So uh, when, when Beck Warren came available for us, I mean, uh, I think it was just a great fit for, for one, for, for us as a, as a team uh, to get that mature goalie, but also, too, to, to, for for Kosa, just to watch, watch a guy, a veteran guy in the league that has success and has done very good job just the way he trains and the way he carries himself in pride. so I think it's a great great uh, mentor for him uh you, you also went got a little bit of help on the back end. The team shut down Jackson Alexander who could transition yeah. a bit but you picked up Sam Stewart. Samuel Stewart mm-hmm. from Tri City, how would say he helped out your squad and maybe uh, assisted with some depth on defense? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's a very he's a good depth guy. He's one of those guys that's uh, very uh, very consistent in his game. He's he's, he's a really good skater, and, and I think he gets uh, you know not enough. Uh, Talk about the way he can skate and handle handle the, the the heavy part of the game. You know, for the most part, he has uh, you know he makes really good first uh, first good reads on on, on defensively, and um, he has uh, intelligent reads just jumping up on the offense and, and creating offensive opportunities, obviously from a shot from the point or being able to find uh, guys in the offensive zone. But he he does bring that shutdown presence that that we needed. All right, I'm going to ask you a different type of question, uh, Brad. You, you spent time with Tampa Bay. Yes. What's the greatest thing you learned from John Cooper? Well, I think one thing, uh, and I, there's a multiple of the coaches obviously that I've been able to work with is, is just managing. For me, I think the most important thing is just being able to manage your players, uh, getting to understand your players. I think uh, one thing with with John is that he really got to know his players, not just on the hockey player side of the game but as a personal at the personal level and, and, and got involved with them. Just uh, wanted to know about their, their life and things outside of just the hockey and I think that's uh... That's one of the things I took away, not just from John, but even from a guy like Bruce Boudreau. I've been able to work with and and just the way they manage their players, I think, is in today's the way today's kids are and the way things are in the game. I think that's that's one of the most important things uh, as a coach when you want to have success is to understand your players as are, one as individuals and, and, and just them away from the game. And you wrapped up your playing career playing for the Sheffield Steelers. <laughs> Okay, and yeah. on that team, do you recall the former Edmonton Oilers draft choice that played for uh, Prince Albert, PA, yeah, uh, yeah, PA Moose Jaw, the WHL, was the 17th overall pick from the Edmonton Oilers in the 1990 draft. Do you recall who that was? I do. Where I was actually, you know, it was funny because I watched a game with that not too long ago, and I'm trying to remember the name, Six foot five, Scott um, Allison? Scott Allison, yes, yes. Was, a, uh, was he? Had, he pretty much like he was a pretty good major junior player at a, you know, and he had some toughness too. What was it like playing Plus, at the British League at that point? You know what the, the 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 British Super League was something that just kind of fell into my lap, and it was a funny story behind mm-hmm. it. Was like. I was sitting in, uh, actually, I was living in Salt Lake City, just kind of finishing up my, my career, and I had a couple interviews with uh, the Western Hockey League for coaching, and nothing came about, and then Mike Blaisdell called me one day and asked if I wanted to play in the British Super League, and I was like, no, I, I have no idea where that is or what that was. And, <laughs> I, said to, and I was like, well, I just said, Blaisdell, I said, Blazer, I said uh, what kind of money does a guy make over there? And he's like, uh and he said it's like seventy thousand pounds and I'm like, Pounds I'm like, What I had no idea what the currency was and I said, No, boys, I think I'm good. I'm gonna try and get into coaching and when I realized when I did the calculations of pounds to the to the Canadian to the American dollar, I was like I phoned him back up and said I was interested in playing again. So, um, there I've got to play with met Scotty for the first time and you're right, he had a tremendous Tremendous uh, junior career, very very good skills, uh really good hands, a uh, big kid, and he was a kid that could fight. Like he he definitely could uh, go toe to toe with guys. And and uh, we had a uh, we had a really good year. We ended up winning the championship that year, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Belfast was in the league. Was that at all intimidating going in there? Yeah, Belfast is uh, was an interesting was an interesting. Uh, was an interesting uh, trip, place to go, but it was fun. It was a great atmosphere. Tell you what, uh, like I said, I didn't know much about the about the Super League, about the British Super League, and and at that time the IHL just folded, and the IHL was comparable to the American Hockey League. So there's both right. They had both the American League and American and the IHL both. The IHL just folded, and, and a lot of the guys were older players in the, in the IHL, which I was one of them at the end of my career. Um, that folded, and then the, the 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 veteran age came into the American League, where you're only allowed to have six veterans on the team. So, the, the, a lot of the guys ended up going to the British Super League the, for the next couple of years and playing there. So it was it was good hockey, and and Belfast and the fans. I'm telling you, the fans. like in Sheffield. We had we averaged in between 65 and. 8,500 people a game, and Belfast was the same thing, and, you know, they had the songs going during the game and the chants, and it was a really, really good atmosphere. They have some tough guys in the league, too. I know that Ian Herbers and Doty yep. Wood ended up uh, playing in the, the Scottish Eagles or whatever they were. Yep. So I'm Doty could chuck him. I mean, he, he you know, got a cup of coffee in the NHL, spent some time fighting yep. the big boys then as well. So great stuff. Hey, we'll yep. have to have this conversation again with you this summer. Uh, good luck this weekend in the trio of games at Rogers Place. Okay, Bob. Well, thank you, and uh, make sure you keep the sunscreen on down there. I haven't even been outside yet. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Love. All bro. right. You bet. It's 149 in Edmonton. Bob Stopper with you. That's Brad Lauer, the head coach of the uh Edmonton Oil Kings. I want to tell you that guests on our show received gift certificates to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood, Book right at your table. Edmonton uh, South, downtown Northside Shore Park, and now open in West Edmonton Mall. Let's get to our orders now. Injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, John Shannon reporting earlier today sometime this weekend we'll know the status of Zach Gaskin in terms of the length of suspension if there is one and we're going to assume there probably will be based that he's been suspended before but the rest of the orders injury report back at the 630 chat Studios here's Brendan Escott
1: well we know Connor McDavid out a couple more weeks with that quad injury Joe Kim Nygaard sideline with the broken hand James Neal day to day with the foot ailment and Chris Russell working his way back from a concussion we talked earlier in the show Bob Jay Bomeester having success surgery to install an internal defibrillator and restore the heart to its natural rhythm. They did have to use the defibrillator on the ice to jumpstart his heart. He will remain in hospital under observation. And actually, Bob, this is something that one of my best friends had done when we were back in high school. It is something that he still has inside him that just is able to shock the heart back to to rhythm if need be. So uh, I can't see uh, a near return for Jay Bomeister with that in mind. Uh, Leafs forward Andreas Janssen expected to miss eight weeks Weeks as well following knee surgery collided with teammate Kasperi Kapanen did not return he had 21 points in 43 games prior to that injury
0: All right. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show with this day in Oilers history. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, with you on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chet. No, Connor McDavid out with a quad injury. Let's quickly go to an Ashley Fineflore's text on our text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Oilers GM has texted the show to say Bob, what, the, what Zach Cassian did was selfish and stupid, but it was also in the moment. But Slayer, uh, player safety. Doesn't have common sense, and it's a double standard. Pronger got eight games. Simon got 30 for basically doing the exact same thing. Cassian shouldn't have been suspended for playing with Kachuk, and common sense would tell you Cernak did not get injured. No ifs and buts. Cassian should only get a fine, but we all know it'll be at least five. There's no common sense to it. Again, you can uh, text us at 780-496-0063. Brian S. says, Bob, a poor team like Carolina might be sliding since they lost Hamilton. They need a right shot, but anyway, we can trade them a D-man for a top winger. Uh, we have all the money, but not caps today. Maybe a three-way deal. They're probably going to make the playoffs, and, and they probably need to make the playoffs more than Richard teams. I would give a ton to get Martin Netches. Well, the winners had a lot of time for Martin Etchess, I'll tell you that draft year. They knew they weren't going to get him. Uh, Edmonton's pretty happy with the guy they did get. You might have heard of him. Kyler Yamamoto. To list Dan orders history for New West travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 50 years joined 630 Cheds, Jalen and I on a spectacular tour of Iceland and Ireland this summer that includes daily meals, sightseeing, and spectacular events. For more information, call the West Traveler or go online at westtravel.com Here is Brendan Escott. Back in
1: 1986, Bob the Oilers routes the Quebec Nordiques 8 2 as Wayne Gretzky goes off, dishing out seven helpers to tie an NHL record for the most assists in one game. He's actually set that mark on three different occasions. The only other player to do so, Billy Taylor, back in 1947.
0: All right. Uh, tomorrow, Oilers and Panthers, 12:30. Uh, base off show, two o'clock. Putt drop, same deal on Sunday against Carolina. Monday. Some might call this an oxymoron. It's the best of Oilers Now. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by a simulcast of Rob Brickridge, uh, CHQR 770 in
1: Calgary, and then uh, the final couple. Are you doing the final couple hours, 4 to 6 today, Brendan? Oh, you betcha. We'll be on your drive home show talking Valentine's Day. Well, and on that note, happy Valentine's Day for everybody,
0: and uh, talk to you Tuesday of uh, the live edition of Oilers Now.